Hi, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home to NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, visit me at NARC Troopers, where you will find my podcast channel, over 200 articles about the topic of narcissism and recovery from it. Not from narcissism, but recovery from a relationship with a narcissist. And you also find the video vlog and um, a lot of other good information. So let's get started. Today's topic is shift and pivot, complete healing. We have to stop focusing on the narcissist and learn to focus on ourselves. Um, that is key. So today is my birthday and it has been day 1,267 since I was brutally and ruthlessly discarded by my narcissistic husband of 15 years. I am ready to shift and pivot. For every person out there who has um, loved a person with NPD or another cluster B disorder, or any mental illness for that matter. Um, you know, you're not alone in your experience and it's not uncommon to have prolonged, um, prolonged grief. You will most likely pass through different stages and these are not your common um, seven stages of grief that they talk about in regular uh, recovery. This is a completely um, new and different thing that is not that. Um, you will at first probably experience shock and disbelief when the fantasy bubble just pops and um, you fall from such a great height. Um, you know, when you hit the ground with that kind of force, it's going to knock the air right out of you. And... Um, it's kind of like being dropped from an airplane without a parachute. I think about that movie Point Break. <laughs> Remember when Keanu Reeves jumps out of the plane with no parachute? Yeah. It ends better for him than it does for us because it's really quite painful for us when we hit the ground. We didn't know. We didn't see it coming. Or maybe we did and we couldn't really acknowledge it or accept it. Um, so you explode into a thousand messy, bloody pieces. And you have been torpedoed, eviscerated, uh, annihilated, destroyed. So the next step almost, immediate, almost immediately is that you're going to experience physical impact. And there's going to be that impact on the body. Um, when that happens, that can manifest symptoms such as just trembling. Not just your hands shaking, but bone, deep, whole body uh, like rigors, chills, shaking from head to toe. Um, this shaking and quaking kind of erupts like a volcano, and it is a sign of trauma in the body. Um, it causes you to shut down. You might want to read about adrenal fatigue and adrenal meltdown in people following narcissistic abuse. And there's other physi physiological symptoms that can manifest. I hear people getting things like fibromyalgia, developing autoimmune diseases, having heart trouble. You know, you all there's scientific explanations for all of that. You know, you can um, 
kind of research that a little bit, all the cortisol in your body that is the danger hormone that says you're uh, suffering something and you better try to save yourself because you're getting ready to die. That hormone causes inflammation. It affects all of your organs. Uh, it can cause inflammation of the heart. You've heard about that lately in relation to COVID and vaccines and all that. Um, but it can happen because of narcissistic abuse can kill you physically. And so don't uh, minimize it or discount that and think that it's not a big deal because the physical symptoms of trauma, of PTSD, they will wreck your body and destroy your health. Um, you know, it causes everything to just crumble in just a life-threatening kind of collapse. And you can't get up. You can't stop what you're feeling. And, uh, you know, you could have acute panic episodes that maybe you've never had one. I never had a panic attack until this happened to me. And, um, you know, I was married once before and didn't experience anything like this, after, you know, during the divorce and after. Sure, it was sad. There was grieving. There was the typical seven stages of grief. And at the end of it, after about, I guess it was like 14 or 15 months, I had I had gone through the grieving in a very healthy, normal way, and I put it away, and I was ready to move on with my life. Yeah, easy cheesy. Well, it wasn't. I mean, that the, those 14 or 15 months were abysmal, but it, he wasn't a narcissist. There was other things going on there, but he wasn't that, and I didn't have the whole hijacked brain you know, Stockholm syndrome, cultivized kind of brainwashing, intermittent reinforcement trauma bond. I didn't have all that. And there's other things that it does too. So just know that your body is going to experience, after the whole shock of being, you know, having a nuclear weapon dropped on your head, then you're going to have physical symptoms. So next, um, you're going to have despair. You will cycle through a cacophony, I love that word, a cacophony of dysregulated moods. Uh, one moment you're, you're, you're going to be ready to crawl across shards of glass, uh, broken glass just to grovel and beg your narcissist to please give you a crumb of something so that you can get that dopamine hit because you're a junkie. You're, you're a, narcaholic, <laughs> like a narc narcissistic uh, abuse addict, and you want that fix, um, and then the next minute you're going to be plotting ways to murder them, yeah, uh, or at least destroy their lives in some way. You know, there's going to be weeping and wailing and, um, you know, followed by ranting and raving and friends and family, you know, they're going to think you have lost your mind. <laughs> they're going to think you've lost your mind. Um, but these uncontrolled outbursts that happen to you, you know, it's there. It's part of this, you know, people will step away from you. You know, my um, family and friends that I thought would be there for me through it. I was surprised at who came to my to my side. Um, but a lot of it, it was people that were also victims who had also uh, suffered. And um, as a result, 
they knew what this was. They didn't question it. They didn't think I was crazy. They knew. They knew what it was because they were experiencing something similar. So, um, you know, they're going to be disgusted and repulsed by your um, outbursts and hysterics and your apparent madness. But, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully your narcissist has ghosted you and that no contact is going to help you to not act upon these things you're feeling, whether it's the crawling on glass, begging and groveling for a hit, or whether it's the, I'm going to go mess you up <laughs> kind of feeling, you know, you're not going to, you can't get away with this. It's not right. It's not okay. Um, so hopefully they're far enough away from you during this phase to, um, escape whatever craziness that you might come up with. So eventually you're going to feel the need to make sense of it all, right? So that's when you start reading about narcissism. Maybe that's why you're watching this video today. You just want to understand just what the hell happened to me. This is not a normal thing. This is not a normal recovery. What the hell just happened to me? Um, you know, maybe after a couple of trips to the urgent care and you've popped a couple of benzos or you're on a SRI blocker or something. And you, maybe when you get calmed somehow, some way um, you can sit down and start digging, excavating, looking for the truth. You're going to listen to podcasts. You're going to watch videos like this one. You're, you're going to, um, uh, really try to learn everything you can about what has happened to you to make it make sense because you're not, you know, you may be dysregulated and feeling crazy, but, um, you know, it's not, uh, what you think. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, let me get on with this. Um, so you consume everything you can and you just don't want to get stuck on analysis paralysis. You can only read so many Cora things. I love Sophia Bell. You should check her out. Robert Torbay is pretty good. There's a lot of people on Cora that I really enjoy. Sam, ba Sam Vaknin, Dr. Vaknin is my favorite uh, one. And you know, you're going to become an expert. We should all have PhDs in, uh, in cluster B disorders because we have spent hundreds of hours um, studying it and researching it, trying to make sense. Don't let yourself get stuck there. You know, that's um, a thing. So at some point you may try to find something to take place of this. This is a cautionary thing about trying to search for some panacea, some magic cure to remedy all of the pain and that kind of thing. Um, and so when that happens, just beware. That's not the answer. You don't want to start something else. It's just another way to anesthetize the pain, to numb it up, to distract it. And it's just, it's, it's not going to move you forward. It's not a good thing. So you need to, um, you know, go into a cave, go into a monastery, have some, some friends that are, you know, not friends with benefits and just wait, wait it out. Months may pass, maybe even a few years you've learned everything, you've done therapy, you've built your team, your support work, you've done all of this, you've learned to manage your anxiety and grief and loneliness, and you've passed through all these different stages and everything. It's, it's still hard 
on some days. You get triggered. There's things that come back on you. And what you don't want is your life to be defined by this victimhood. You know, you're not a victim. Um, not really. I mean, you, it takes two. You were in it. You were a collaborator. You were uh, in the shared fantasy accepting it, you, you know. And I did the same thing. I could have left. I should have left. I couldn't. I didn't. I wouldn't. Um, so you need to forgive yourself for that. At some point, you have to shift and pivot away from all these things that I just mentioned and shift away from focusing on the mechanics of the shared fantasy and that relationship, pivot away from the narcissist um, research projects, all of that. Just shift and pivot and, and let it all go. What they did to you, why they did it to you, how they did it to you, how they're always going to do stuff like that. And the key to this complete freedom and recovery is just to put all of that down and accept what happened, all of it. And then just turn around, walk forward into your new life with your new improved self after spending a chunk of time working on yourself, your inner child, your archaic wounds, your, um, you know, attachment disorders, abandonment issues, dependency, learned helplessness, all the stuff you've got going on. You need to work on it, not just in relation to this relationship, but in relation to you, finally heal those things that made you vulnerable and accepting of that kind of abuse. The focus has to be all about you when the time comes, about learning who you are and, and how to embrace your, your identity, to uh, find out who you are at your core, to be your own best friend. Um, so it's that healthy boundaries. Wow, that's a really important one. Um, and just to be the best version of yourself you can be. You know, all of that is going to be incredibly hard work. It takes a while to give birth to yourself. And, um, you know, especially after you've been murdered by the narcissist, but, you know, you were murdered for a reason. Now you get to be reborn into a new life, a better one. You know, it takes a while to make peace with the past and to be ready to focus on yourself. You do have to go through some stuff first. But when you get to that point and you're ready to turn inward to yourself and start doing that hard work there, that is the key. You're no longer going to see everything through their eyes and those introjects. You're going to be able to be your own person because they're gone and they were always gone. And what difference does it make when you have those introjects, you know what they're thinking. Just accept that these people are mentally ill Um you know, and it's like that they've just buried you, murdered you and then buried you. You've got to break loose of that captivity, champion yourself and consign them to the past, to some distant, faded memory um, that was never more than just a dream. It wasn't real. And um, they're dead. you got to let the dead bury the dead and just move forward. Don't look back there. <laughs> There's nothing back there for you now. Look inward when you're ready. That's where the work is and that's where your peace and, and freedom lie. Okay. Keep up the good work. Bye.